I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Well, good evening once again, and welcome to our podcast. Welcome, welcome. Yes, Gary's here with me this evening, and we are always delighted to have you, as well as all of our listeners from around the world and across the nation. And tonight, once again, Gary's going to reach into his grab bag of humorous stories from camp and school and delight us with another incredible incident. Incident. I like how you put that. They're not all incidents. I, I, I guess this one was an incident. Um, yeah, like I've said before, when you've worked a job long enough, you have a lot of interesting stories or incredible stories to share with people. Uh, and depending on what your job is, they either are really incredible or, you know, whatever. Um, so this one, uh, last time I told a story about camp and... Uh, I've told two stories about camp now, but I, I have another school story I want to share. So this one actually takes place. Uh, I, I had been working in uh, EBD uh, for a while. As and what is EBD? Well, that's why I was getting ready to explain. EBD is um, emotionally, behaviorally disabled. So those are students who struggle with um, different behavior problems. And so... I was a paraprofessional doing this job for a number of years, and uh, this one particular year, I had decided I wanted to move into teaching because my my background is actually in art. I have a degree in photography, and I have uh, several graduate uh, graduate credits in uh, filmmaking. So I got an art job at this uh, elementary school. And I'm really enjoying it. And one of the things when you're working as a teacher is sometimes they'll give you an opportunity to have an extra little thing to do to make extra ends meet. So uh, you got a stipend for doing bus duty or, you know, um, parent pickup, cafeteria, all that kind of stuff. So I was asked if I wouldn't mind doing uh, traffic in the morning. So I said, sure. Uh, Now, I'm not with the sheriff's department or anything like that, so I'm not crossing kids across the street or anything like that. I'm just making sure the parents aren't speeding through the parking lot. And anybody who has questions as far as where to go, well, they ask me and I tell them where to go. So doing this job, uh, you have a lot of interesting things happen. And I've seen a lot of interesting things. Just before I get to the main story, uh, the number of pets that you see come through a parent drop-off at a school is unbelievable. I have seen so many varieties of dogs, cats, birds, and yes, even an iguana named Lizzie. <laughs> and are they in different places in the car? Or? Oh, yeah. Sometimes the dog, there was one time I was really confused because I didn't see the driver's face. I saw the dog's face, and it was sitting on the driver's lap, but it looked like the dog was driving the car. So it was one of those things where you kind of had to have a double check. And then, like I said, Lizzie, uh, I really got friendly with that family. They were very nice. And I, I had to ask him one day, I said, well, what's with the lizard? I said, is that, is that a plastic lizard in your dashboard? And they said, no, no, that's our iguana. She loves to come out in the morning when we do the drop-off, and she makes herself comfortable 
in that front window because she would get the sunlight coming in and it would sure, make her sure. nice and warm. But she just, she absolutely loved it. So it was always fun and I'd always get to say hi to Lizzie. But sometimes, you know, aside from these little interesting things where you get to see uh, families and, and their pets, you have people that show up in the parking lot that don't belong there at all. They just show up. And so there was this one particular day, it was at the end of the day, and this black uh, car comes driving in, heavily tinted windows, okay? Older car, very boxy, you know, probably early 90s, late 80s, and couldn't really see anything in the window. But it starts slowing up when it gets to me, and the majority of the kids are already gone. So, but sometimes you get people who are, you know, picking up late. So I figure they're going to ask me a question, like, where's the front office, stuff like that. The, the typical question you would get asked, window rolls down. This plume of smoke comes rolling out of the window. And there's this very... Uh, Cigarette smoke? No, it was a very uh, herby, earthy kind of smell. Oh, that yeah. kind of smoke. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a different kind of smoke, uh, happy smoke. Um, mm-hmm. The kind that uh, would give you a buzz if you were standing too close to it, smoke. Uh, and this man appears out of the smoke, almost like a magician. He's just, voila, he's there. <laughs> His eyes were bloodshot, completely and utterly bloodshot. And uh, he looks at me and goes, hey, man, how's it going? And I said, not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, not so good. So I, I start wondering what's going to happen next because... I don't think he's there to pick up any kids. And I said, oh, well, that's too bad. And he goes, yeah, man, you don't know how bad. I said, oh, really? He goes, yeah. You know anything about transplants for vital organs? <laughs> well, it's not really in my job description, so I, I can't say that I really know that much about it. Oh, my he, goodness. Did Dr. Death just roll up? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. I was starting to wonder <laughs> What was going to happen here? And he goes, man, my kidneys and liver are shot. I'm going to need new kidneys and liver. You know where I can get some kidneys and liver? <laughs> Other than a grocery store, I'm not really sure. But I didn't, I didn't say that to him. And I said, well, I, I said, you know, hospitals usually are the ones that take care of the organ transplants. We don't normally do that here at the elementary school. Yeah, not normally. You know, man, I'm, I'm just saying, you know where I can get a liver and some kidneys. I'm dying. Oh, uh, well, you might want to contact your doctor. This is what I'm telling you. You might want to contact your doctor and see what he's, no, no, no. He interrupts me. He goes, no, no, no. No, I need it now. And then he starts eyeballing me. Okay. And I'm starting to feel, yeah. Time for Gary to go off duty. I, I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and he goes, you're young. <laughs> Yo, time to go off duty. I bet your kidney and livers are in really good shape. I'm in the school building by now. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, I, I'm fairly healthy. I'm not trying to give too much away to him because I don't want him to think that this is a done deal here. And he goes, would you donate your kidneys and liver to me? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't, I don't know about that. And he goes, no, man, think about what you're saying. You could save my life by giving me your kidneys and liver. <laughs> I said, well, I'm kind of attached to them right now. 
<laughs> and he said, yo, 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 listen, listen. I tell you what. Let's me and you, you we'll make a deal. All right? I ain't got a whole lot of money. But let's say we meet up over behind the school someday this week. And you give me your kidney and liver. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have to pass on that one. <laughs> but I tell you what, you go ahead and look in the phone book. Find yourself a good doctor and talk to them because <laughs> they could help you out a lot more than I can. And he goes, all right. It's a little bit selfish on your part, but all right. And the, okay. the window rolls up. And the window rolled up, and I just got this little head shake, and he drove away. And so, of course, I, I immediately told my uh, assistant principal and principal what happened. She goes, you're kidding, right? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. And at first, you know, when this guy was doing this, I thought he was joking around. He was not joking he around. Was he wanted serious. my kidney and liver. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it was because of the special cigarettes he was smoking, that he thought this would be a great idea to go up to a perfect stranger and ask them for their vital organs. But it was not a good idea. So, of course, they kind of kept an eye out for him for the next few weeks, and I definitely uh, made sure that I stayed a little bit closer to the building with a lot more people. So, But, I mean, like, you can't make that up. That, no, that really no. happened. Yeah, I was going to say that there, you <clears throat> cannot make something like that up. Uh -huh. The truth is often stranger than fiction right but you know what it really reminded me of that urban legend you know where uh, some guy goes out on a date with some girl and then he wakes up in a bathtub of ice in a motel room and he's minus a few organs mm -hmm. you know he, that he's been harvested this was that moment you know yeah. that yeah. urban legend everybody's like no nah, that never happened well it yeah. almost happened to me it almost happened to me. Thank God it did not. I am. I can tell you this. I have everything except for my appendix, and that was taken out because the doctor said it had to go. So anyways, but that right there, that is my incredible story for, for this week. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you after that. That was just, that was something. And it shows us that you never know who you're going to meet up with out in this very strange and unusual world. Yeah, yeah it could be anybody, anybody who wants your liver. So once again, I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And that was definitely an incredible story. Or zany. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs>